Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Fan Men podcast. My name is DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. How's it going, guys? It's it's good. Going, going well. Good. So, we're recording this uh, after Batman Day. After Batman Day. Yep. So, everyone have a good Batman Day? Did I see you on Batman Day, Chris? I know I didn't see you. No. No, I don't think I bumped into you. Yeah. My my Batman Day Probably. was less Batman-y than normal. I, I went too. I went to the local comic book shop, picked up my books, didn't buy anything extra special, but, you know, made, made my appearance. I realized that actually was fourth anniversary or fifth anniversary of it's, me first going to that store. They've been open. This was their fifth Batman This was their day. fifth Batman. So that's four years. So it was in the fourth yeah. anniversary. Yep. Oh, cool. So, so that's how you just bought current, the current books? I just bought the current oh, books. Um, but yeah, the, I, that is my local store because of Chris. He, he told me about it and made me meet him there on Batman day four years ago. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's my, it's a, we're talking about the uh, hall comics on route nine in South Massachusetts. <laughs> exactly. It's like my secondary store. I mean, the, I, I, the guys up there are great. They got a nice mm-hmm. little store, but because where I live yeah. far away from it, I have another store that I've been going to since I was like eight years old. So what, what store is that? That's entertainment on Worcester, Massachusetts. And I haven't been to that's entertainment. That's so entertainment. At some point, Richard yeah, Emporium. I know it's uh, I've been yeah. to. So most of the others around, but for some reason I've never gone that direction. So plan to spend yeah. half a day. Yeah. You'll I dig will. through back issues. For yeah. Oh, they got back hours issues. Like you would their back issue section is bigger than the Hall of Comics. That's uh Oh much. Yeah. It's a much bigger spot. Much bigger. Yeah. Five, six times the size. Huge footprint. Have you gone to the Fitchburg one? I have. I have. I like that wait, one better than Worcester. Wait, they yeah. have they have two locations? Yep, Worcester. they have a Fitchburg one, yep. Both of those are outside my normal commute range, but uh the Fitchburg one's set up more like the Hall of Comics, a little more organized, yeah. a little... Yeah. yeah, smaller, but... Right. Well, okay. so anyway, back in the day, yeah. comics, uh, otherwise that was about it. Yeah, but, I really didn't do much more than that. I stopped at the Hall for stretch. I mean, we did buy one thing out of the ordinary, same thing. Had to pick up the comics for the week. Um, Harley fell in love with the Batman and the Outsiders hardcover that they had on the wall, so she's going back to... Oh, gee, she likes Halo and Katana, and she knew some of those characters, Katana from Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. it's a nice uh, 80s run for her to get started on. Nice. So Nice. Yeah, I um, I haven't picked up my books yet this week. Uh, so I haven't been down the store in a while. I just haven't had time. But I did manage to, uh, my big get for the last you know week and a half or so, I got a couple of chase pops I was chasing down. I was able to find found the uh, bloody John Wick variant pop. So, which is uh, John Wick is the Keanu Reeves move, movie yeah so it's just blood splattered on his face but it's the chase so it's like a 1 in 30 or whatever it ends up being so do the chase figures like have a different UPC or anything or they're literally they don't same, it's, it's same. you have to see it same, and go yep, okay. same UPC it's got a chase sticker on the front yeah um, which Fungal Pops is all about the sticker on the front of it and it's got mm-hmm. a you know different paint job or sometimes they go really crazy with like Things like that. Oh, actually, no, I found another Chase Pop, too. I was at Best Buy picking up my Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 pre-order, oh, which I also yeah. got. Yep. I got the collection for that. I got the one with the statue. Chris got the whole system. <laughs> the big red Spider-Man PS4. It's gorgeous. Um, but I was walking by, and the guy, I saw the guy putting Pops on the shelf, and I was like, oh, he put the Wasp out. I'm like, he put all six Wasps out. Back corner, boom, <gasps> Wasp Chase, chase nine yeah. bucks. So Nice. That's all, yeah. So nothing big, just a couple Chase Pops. So Nice. As we talked about last time, we just came out of Boston Comic Con, and you know we went to Red Bank, so we had to curb the spending too. Yeah, we're kind of hitting a lull in the schedule here. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. getting. Ready. I know I got a vacation coming up. You went on vacation recently. Yep. Chris has a vacation coming up. Christmas is coming up. So gotta behave. It's the not most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I'm definitely. So, I'm trying to have a couple of, ideally a couple of months of far lower than average spending, just to deal with the. Uh, the expense of August. Yeah. 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 It's not going too well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I take you won't be showing up at the live auction at the hall. So, so that, that's a good question. The, the, the store has been running a, a live, you know, Facebook video auction and it looks like a lot of fun. I've popped into the stream a couple times. I do it, you know, a few hours, Monday nights. The problem is, I don't get home until 6.30 or 7. The, I don't generally have the energy, but the acceptability of me getting home 
and then sitting looking at my iPad or going down to my office is it's it's just so it just doesn't work for me, which I feel bad about. Like if if there was a way for them to send me a list of what was going to be in there and I could, you know, put in a bit in advance, I'd be all over it. You know, but as it is, it's probably saving me a lot of money. They usually send and out a, most oh, of that most, savings oh, is yeah. coming right out of Chris Davis's pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he is. He's like. He's like. You know, he runs that place like the mob. Yeah, I missed this week, so I think there's going to be layoffs and he comes. He comes with all. He comes rolling in a fur coat and gold shoes, and he's like, "I'm here by your comics, yo." I'm sure paddle number one will be waiting for me when I get there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, see. Normally, I work Monday nights. Usually, I'm at work till like ten. So it's harsh. I have to like fire the phone up on this, which sucks too. Cause yeah. I know they send the teaser photo out. And when I saw this week's mm-hmm. or this past week's, they had a, uh, a green arrow, green lantern book, one of the old mm-hmm. Neil Adams book. And yep. I saw it and I was like, Oh, I want it. I want it so bad, but I didn't get it. But uh, the only, I look at those, I'm usually only looking for Batman or detective or, you know, you not doing it has been my saving grace. I've been able to fill in some of the old ones, mm-hmm. but it's part of the run that you already have. Yeah. My run. So they strong. fall into some of the older ones that tail back towards the beginning of your run. Yeah. I've been able to cherry pick some of those. What was they had? Um, They had the second black mask detector comics they this did. week. It was, I know what the first black mask looks like. I can't remember the issue. Is it 168 or something like that? No, no. It's, no, it's, it's too early. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's detective something or other. I'm a shitty Batman fan. Well, there's so many books. You can't, I mean. Yeah, but, cool. but yeah, that's, that's a. Yeah. So we all, we all had, a, we all had a light Batman day and a light week of shopping. So kind of doesn't help for material, but we got, we got plenty of <laughs> stuff to talk about there. We'll be good. So of course, uh, big news this week was the Captain Marvel trailer finally dropped. Right. Uh, I think it was the last time I checked. I think by the end of the day, it had 109 million views on YouTube. Which is because Marvel can do no wrong. That's what they do. Can do no wrong. People and I, prior to the hundred nine million views, maybe seven million of them were from people who actually knew who the hell Captain Marvel was. Which is you know generally doesn't doesn't include me, but I could not help but know the trailer was coming out. I could not help even just seeing the comics. They've done a good job of the logos and 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 costume that are being used in the movie are already. You know, there have already been issues out that have that that logo treatment, those colors. And so it felt, even to somebody who knows nothing about that character, it felt familiar, the colors, everything about it. And so I was excited. I still, I watched it. I, I found it interesting from, oh, looks like an interesting action movie. I love seeing Samuel L. Jackson, all that stuff. But, but I still don't, I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah. But I have no idea what the hell I'm looking at. Yeah, they've done a real good job. I think, you know, because they've... They plan everything out. So I think, I want to say it's about, I'm trying to think. So when my daughter was younger, like seven or eight, she used to watch the Marvel Superhero Squad cartoon, mm-hmm. which was, if you've never seen that, it's Mm-mm. the funniest thing. Like Dr. Doom is like this bumbling idiot and, <laughs> oh, it's great. It's it's awesome. And she used to have little, little toys without the moving parts and stuff since when she was small, we used to play with them then. But but that was back when she was uh, Mrs. Marvel or Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. When she had the really skimpy, like black, like swimsuit kind of thing with the gold lightning bolt and... So they knew this movie was coming, and they made a the major costume change to the the blue and red costume, which mm-hmm. is a balling costume. Yeah. it's gorgeous. It looks it looks great. She looks like ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they made that change. I know. I think it was the last Civil War. They made her very prominent. Like I think she led one of the sides. I didn't read it because anytime Marvel does crossovers now, to me they're unbearable. I can't read them. They're horrible. That's just me. That's most of Marvel comics. I know. I know they're so bad. So you said something I wanted to ask about, given that I don't know the history of that character. So, and I hadn't thought about this, but the most recent, you know, up, up front, strong female superheroine movie is, is of course been Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And one of the characterizing things about Wonder Woman is that costume fundamentally, you know, they've done different treatments of it, but it's still pretty much a bathing suit type costume. It's yeah. it's something that they couldn't play a lot with. Captain Marvel, I don't know anything about her, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. her costume in the back. You said there was a black like skimpier one. Yes, there was. The fact that they, maybe the character wasn't well known enough to a broader community. I didn't know that I, you know, her being in a badass fight in space suit that is in no way, you know, some kind of cheesecake outfit has to be a really great thing, right? I mean, it's it you're just seeing a hero that you want to see kick ass and and that's 
that seems like a pretty strong play for her to splash under the scene in this trailer. And you said 109 million. That's yeah, and that was just by the end of the day on Tuesday or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. I mean Wonder Woman, you can't muck with it too much. They kind of, you know, they've taken a lot from Wonder Woman with the costume, which, you know, you mm-hmm. get your primary colors, yep. which works for everything. Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, yep. Pinocchio, whatever. Yep. You know, you can't go wrong with those. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris is bringing Chris up the, the old costume. The, yeah. so. And that, that, was even, that was even the costume on the Fisher, like the Hasbro Superhero Squad show for like, the cartoon for the yeah. kids. Marvel idiot than I am, that that makes me think of X-Men or something. It does. It it's looks very kind of, similar. It looks, Psylocke or yeah, it looks with very, different colors. Yeah, yeah, it's like if Psylocke and Phoenix had to just like okay, yeah. borrow half of each other's clothes. Yeah. So, yeah, they, you know, they, they did the suit thing, you know, they, they knew this was coming, so they made the change a while ago. It's going to be interesting to see how it d- goes. Um, the movie looks phenomenal. I mean, I like the time setting. I think it's, it starts at late eighties, goes into early nineties. Yep. We, you know, first shot, they got the blockbuster. She's wearing the nine inch nails t-shirt. Nick Fury's got both I, eyes. Nice. Yeah. You know, he looks like the negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh. Jeez, oh, you're right. He does. He does. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's the new negotiator movie. Yep. But, um. Considering the, and the other thing was like Captain Marvel, she's kind of a confusing character because if, and I might be wrong because it's way before my time in the books, but the original Captain Marvel was a Cree named Marvel. Okay. Because there's another Captain Marvel that's DC called Shazam, Shazam. Captain Marvel, yeah, or yeah. Bef- it was e- wasn't even DC when he got created. It was a different comic company, right? It was a different company when way, way first back, came like, on the you know, scene. Caveman days. So to distinguish it, it was like, no, no, he's not another Captain Marvel. His name is Marvel. He's a Cree guy. Mm-hmm. And then you had and Cree is the the race Ronan the Accuser right that's from that's what got so, the hammer exactly right. he's actually in this movie um some of the st- he's not in the trailer or it might flash him real quick but in the Entertainment Weekly on the stills they there's they show him yeah and um was it uh, I can never Lee remember Pace? Desmond yeah there's Lee Pace plays Ronan and then okay. Desmond Haichu the guy who was um from Jaiman Hunsu yeah. that guy yeah. yeah. He's um, you know, he was Ronan's like wacky. He's yeah. in this too. He's one of the he's one of Captain America's crew, uh, Captain Marvel's crew. As a, so a good guy. Yeah. So basically, they're like they're like a, the Kree army. That's what she is in this. the The movie's going to be the Kree versus the Skrulls. Uh, okay. So if anyone doesn't know the Skrulls, and so I only know the Kree from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and stuff like that. I didn't read all the. Yeah. So that's yeah. where the Captain Marvel powers come from. Their Kree powers. Okay. So they're going to be fighting the Skrulls. If anyone doesn't know, the Skrulls are another alien race in Marvel's vast alien race index. Uh, they're shapeshifters. They show up more in Fantastic Four, don't they? They were mainly Fantastic Fours okay. because, and I was going to get this, the one thing I'm hoping for the most out of this is one of the baddest, baddest ass Marvel villains is the Super Skrull. He's a Skrull who has all four Fantastic Four powers. So he can stretch out and have a big rock fist and throw fireballs and turn invisible all at the same time. And now that Disney owns the Fantastic Four, we can have the Super Scroll. They can do whatever they want. Hmm. If you're a statue person and you can get your hands on a Super Scroll statue, they almost never disappoint. They're always gorgeous. Very epic, very intense, good posing. They're awesome. So even going into Scroll Land, falling short of Super Scroll, mm-hmm. they could be laying the path for, you know, a logical link into the Fantastic Four coming into they the Marvel could. Cinematic the Universe. Thing, I think it was or the, the Avengers. Or the Avengers, yeah, because I th- was it the late nineties? They did that in the invasion angle where they you did. find out that like Electra's a scroll and all these characters are actually just scrolls in disguise. And yeah, it was, people that you knew for years. Yeah. It was pretty were actually invaders. And yeah. not replaced, but literally always were those. That's yep. messed- you guys just spoiled a bunch of shit for the future for me. It's thirty years old. Yeah, but I don't know. We it's- don't have to tell spoilers <laughs> on thirty year old stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, true, true. <laughs> true. I'll forget. So that that's the benefit of being old is I won't remember by the time the movie comes around. Brace yourself. Kujic Just to answer there. your uh, <laughs> question from before, DJ, mm-hmm. it was actually a company called Fawcett Comics, the original Shazam back in 1940. F-A-W-C-E-T-T? F-A-W-C-E-T-T. Yeah. Correct. Fawcett so Comics familiar. and Fine Plumbing Supplies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Expensive book. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it looks like, you know, obviously it looks like they did it again. It's not going to make Black Panther money, but I think they're going to take, they're going to try to capture that Wonder Woman lightning in a bottle. So I think it'll be Guardians 1 kind of money. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's Somewhere in that range. 300 domestic yeah. in there. I don't know. Something something you said before we started recording mm-hmm. that that makes me question that is, so so tell me about what, you so, know, yeah, so, the day of the trailer. So, I mean, I'm kind of like, I mean, I work in IT. We all work in a facet of IT for the most part. So, you know, we're, we're in nerd land. 
but I'm kind of like the nerd. So <laughs> I'm usually the one that's like, you know, I get stuff the hallway. Hey, yeah, I just watched, uh, I watched Luke Cage season two last night. I'm like, oh, cool. So you'd already watched the Defenders and Jessica Jones. What's that? What's that? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I came back from, uh, from my lunch break. Um, I went to the gym and came back and I had voicemails from tons of people and just people stopped by my desk. Hey, that new video is out. Who's that? Mm-hmm. What's she? Tell me everything. Did she go to Wakanda? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're going to get some interest. I mean, Brie Larson, she's a good actress. She won that Oscar for, was it Room? I think it was called. Uh, yeah. Not, which, which not, I, not, I've not never the seen. Room. Not that room. Not the room. Yeah. Just room. Yeah. <laughs> On <laughs> my infinite list of uh, must-sees. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she looks like, if you look how they, I mean, it could be coincidence that they started drawing her like that, but she kind of has the new look too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that they did. They've kind of morphed the comics to make They have a little bit. They have. Which, yep. I mean, it is what it is. When you have an empire and money and time, you, you take do time. those things. Yeah. You do yeah. those things. But it's got, and I like the fact too that the biggest thing I get out of it, and I knew it was going to be a period piece if you want to call the 90s a period piece, but it's good that they're not Dude, like- you're old. I know, I am. 90s is, you know, uh, last know. century. Oh, man. Some of us were graduating in the 90s. I graduated mm. middle school in the 90s. Bite me. <laughs> but the big, the thing I'm, I'm most stoked about is that they're not, it doesn't look like they're doing like an origin movie. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do this big, long origin thing. And then all of a sudden they're going to shoehor- shoehorn her in between Avengers and Ant-Man. Right. They can do their years. They're a decade or plus ahead of this thing. So they can kind of pace it out the right way. And then however she ends up setting up into Infinity War 2, whether it's she's in space and she gets called upon or it's a time travel thing or something. They can do something, whatever did they I, want. But Did I see F- Agent Coulson? Yeah. Agent right. so, Coulson is back. So, with yeah. like so, the faux hawk? Yeah. So having uh, uh, Nick Fury and Coulson in there. With the decade plus that they've earned with this backstory, that anchors a more casual cinematic universe only fan. I see those guys and that's midstream in the universe that I'm kind of aware of. So I'm like, okay, you've anchored it. And I see this is, you know, Colson's alive and, and, you know, that, so, that's your hook in. Yeah. And, and, and boom, I'm it's there. smart. Yeah. The other thing too is like, I mean, and depend, obviously like we just said, the movie's going to make dough. I mean, Wonder Woman, as much as. Everyone laughs about the DC movies being a wreck. Wonder Woman, I thought was phenomenal. That's because I love Wonder Woman, but I thought it was a very, like. I thought it was good, but I also think it got a bump from being better than its surroundings significantly. The other DC movies. Yeah. I I thought it was good. I think it stands. I think as a standalone. It does well. There's a few beats in that movie. That I still like better than just about anything I've seen in the Marvel yeah. movies. Like you just coming you, out of no man. Yeah, we were talking. Oh yeah, yeah that's coming oh, out of yeah. her oh, coming no out of question. the trench. Yeah, is yeah, better yep. than anything I've seen out of any. Oh yeah, there's beats in the Marvel movies like that make me feel like a little kid again. Yeah. Oh, I can finally see it on screen. Yeah. Exactly. I never pictured Wonder Woman in the middle of World War II coming out of the trench. Yeah. They gave me something that I didn't know I wanted. Yep. And did it beautifully. That's yeah. true. And I was, I mean, even though like I'm a huge DC honk, I was on the fence about it because. You know, I I have my live action Wonder Woman. It's Linda Carter from when I was a kid. And I had seen, I'd only ever seen Gal Gadot in the Fast and the Furious movies, which yeah. is kind of like a side character. But I was like, yeah. really? Her? Yeah, the really? casting. Yeah. But then when you see her in the, it's like, she's she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. Well, they, they invested in everything around her and, did, and she did a good job. They did. It. And yeah. I mean, it, it might help too that my daughter's so into Wonder Woman too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've actually met Gal Gadot. And oh, really? she's awesome. Yeah, I mean, she like we went to a comic con and she was there, and it was expensive. I'm not gonna lie, it was, she was there for one day, so we got there because I got a theme of the VIP, so she get her, you know, yeah. she got her black series Barbie sign in the whole nine. Nice. So and we made her the full Wonder Woman thing, head to toe, leather yep. skirt, metal braid, the whole nine. Like it, I was I didn't sleep for like three weeks getting this thing ready. Like on the flex, they announced like three weeks for the thing started. Yeah. But I just remember like she was all excited. She it was before the movie even came out too, right. so we didn't know what to expect. But she went up, she was talking to her, everyone else, because, you know, you get an attractive comic book actress at a con, you're going to get the yeah. sweatpant crowd. Of course. Nothing against the yeah. sweatpant crowd, but it sometimes they don't, it's an, a comfort thing for them. Mm-hmm. So everyone's getting like their 10 seconds, like sign, thank you. And I'm telling them like, look, don't be surprised. This is not going to go, this is not going to be like, you know, tea hour. Yeah. You're, there's 10,000 people behind us. The place was rammed to the gills. It was yeah, insane. Yeah, of course. It's the oversold her too. I was like, you're going to need like a second, say hi. Dip out. She's okay. So she goes up and 
She loves her costumes, talking to her. She talked to her for like five minutes. Nice. So, you know, my kid, will, awesome. even as a teen, she lights up. Oh, yeah. And then we went back in the afternoon, probably a good nine or ten, nine hours later mm-hmm. to do the photo op. And she, like I said, she'd pour through 10,000 people. Yeah. And as soon as we get to the cart, she goes, oh, it's my buddy Athena. And everyone nice. has like a little X they have to stand on because yeah. she's like two months pregnant. She doesn't want anyone touching yeah. her. Yeah. Right. And pulls her right next to her arm over. Nice. You know. So she's an awesome person too, but it's like, she really kind of embarrassed bodies the whole Wonder Woman thing. So that's awesome. And it sound it looks like Cap, with the Captain Marvel stuff, Brie Larson's going to do the same thing. Well, so it should be good. It's tough to not assume that a they, they've earned the the presupposition that the movie's going to be quality. It's going to fit into this quality universe. I mean, it's 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 kind of shocking how well they've pulled that off. Like, there's no world where it doesn't make money, but it would take a lot for you to go. You know what? When was the last, when, what was the last disappointing Marvel Cinematic Universe Iron outing? Man, Iron Man 3. Right. Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But it still made over a billion dollars. <laughs> it made a bunch of money, but nobody went to see it again. I thought it sucked. So like that's I'm, one, if I'm traveling, the way I always gauge these things, and Sean, you're on the road a ton too. Yeah, yep. If I'm in the hotel room flipping through HBO, and I stumble on it, and I don't stick around, yeah. then I didn't really care for it. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think you've seen them yet, but the John Wicks- yeah, so I'm Shawshanked. I watched the so same here. I haven't seen John Wick too. I've only I seen hit John Ultron, Wick. Yeah. and it's like fucking Sarkovia, really? Yeah, no, I'm done. We saw so it's a, it's the Attack of the Clones of you know it, it has a bunch of shit that I don't care about. Attack of the Clones, right? my favorite prequel. <laughs> That's a whole separate discussion. That's um, episode seventeen. We'll call it. <laughs> all right, uh, but but yeah, that's uh, but to be fair, that's years ago, and. It's still a fun movie to watch. It just falls below the 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 stream of movies is is almost all cream. See, I yeah, I mean that one's tough because even like we saw Avengers one in the theater like five or six times. Mm-hmm. Ultron we saw once. Yeah, the most I've watched of it again is I watched the intro that f- snow fight. Oh yeah, that and was then great. I'm completely disinterested. Yeah. The whole thing with yeah. the tw- with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and the way yeah. they did that. You know, and- the snow fight though, they gave you the one image. Yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. The shot of them oh, yeah. all coming over yep. the hill. Yeah, that's the money and shot. And that was the money shot. Yep. You were done. If I could buy that like on a like a clear cell with like a bat, like a 3D box from that. Mm-hmm. I, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was awesome. So I don't really like that one. But yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's going to make a ton of money. It's going to be good. I mean, you have the whole, I mean, and like I said, we all have daughters. So we know how it goes. The leading lady superhero thing. It's great. And it's good for the industry and it's good for the business and it's good for everything. And it's nice that there's not just all like, you know. I haven't had my daughters watch the trailer yet. I don't think they've seen it. Have they not, seen? Did they watch? Either. No. Did they watch Wonder Woman? So, yes. I'm pretty sure they watched. I think we all went to Wonder Woman. Um, though, I honestly, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. It's going to be different though, because everyone, even if you don't do comics, you know Wonder Woman. Yeah. Just like if you don't do wrestling, you know Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know the heavy hitters. You if, can see a picture of him and go, oh yeah, it's Wonder Woman. If anything, I think that's the genius of the Marvel Universe. They've been able to take these B characters like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, but yeah. that's, like, that's 100%. Black Panther. That's 100%. Now, Panther, uh, I knew at least. I mean. Yeah. No, James, James Gunn blowing the crap out of Guardians of the Galaxy from the, the B character of B character groups, you know, open, you open doors. For yeah. Open doors oh, yeah. that, that will never be closed, at least in the Marvel world, but also has set the stage for, you know, honestly, whether those characters existed before from a pop culture perspective actually was irrelevant at that point. He took characters that had no particular anchor in broad public psyche and just made a great, fun, amazing story. Island of Mystic Toys. So I, I, I heard that they've, they've, uh, postponed or, or stopped production on, Volume three. They yeah. completely shut it down at this yeah. point. Which is, uh, I'm sure they'll make it, but that whole, that whole mess yeah. will be interesting. If they do, to it's going to be, I think it's going to be a whole new cast. Which, yeah. So but we'll, anyway. we'll watch that with interest. But yeah, yeah. But like I said, Turner looks awesome. Movie looks awesome. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. She is, um, if you know, people don't know, like I said, I don't, I'm not saying I read, I've read every Captain Marvel book. Athena does have, I think the first 10 so she has like a Captain Marvel Carol Danvers number one from like the seventies. Oh, okay. I got really? her one. Yeah, I got it at a at a con once. Guy talked the guy down from quite a bit, but it's, it's not the greatest copy. It's probably like a six and a half, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I got it for like thirty bucks, so it was nice. She ha- she has it and everything. Nice. But um, 
she is she's a heavy hitter. She just it's not like she's just like a pilot in a jumpsuit. She's got power. She shoots energy blasts. She flies. She's super strong. Uh, little so little segue. It wasn't. I don't think it was the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel because there's been a lot of Captain Marvels, and there's also Miss Marvels. Like there's right now you have a Captain Marvel and a Miss Marvel who's another character. Okay. Um, it's kind of weird the way it works. Is that she's got different powers. Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kahn? yeah, okay, yeah. But um, Rogue from X Men. Mm-hmm. actually got all her flight and super strength from holding on to Captain Marvel back in the day. That's how she can fly and how she's strong. Holding on? Yeah. Cause you know, well, because, you know, Rogue can't touch people. Oh. She grabbed a hold of Captain Marvel sorry. back in the day. That's how she can do all this stuff. So Anna Paquin never did, but real Rogue actually did. So Interesting. Yeah. So Captain Marvel does, I mean, she rodes very deep through the bloodlines, you could say, of the of the Marvel universe. Just a lot of people don't know who she is. Which is like that with a lot of the galactic characters that they didn't make yeah, before. Yeah, yep. If you believe the interweb, she's going to be the central character in Avengers 4. Yeah, she's, I think she's the She's new... the key to come in and stopping. Yep. Thanos. And the cool thing is, even after she's like, you know, because obviously Thanos is going to get stopped and all that stuff. Yeah. But because of the way they did it, they can then go back and do her like two sequels and still have them set in the damn 90s for any of the stuff even oh, happened. yeah, yep. They would be like, oh yeah, this happened too. Like the many adventures of Captain Marvel. So good for them. Nice. They'll take my money. They'll have it at least twice, probably. <laughs> I think you'll want to see it twice. So we're going to, this is an idea Sean brought up. I think it was last time we recorded. We're going to talk about something that we're into that maybe the, that definitely the other two aren't a fan of something, but also maybe something that's not widely considered a popular fan thing. So like if you're into collecting old, I know a guy who's into collecting old like storage media and tape drives and stuff, or if you're an antiquer or you like sneakers or just something, something crazy like that. So do you guys you want me to go first? You, guys? you, you go first. Yeah, I think you need to yeah. go first. I kind of reframed yeah. and took away yeah. what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. So it, it's, so obviously I'm into damn near everything. You keep everything. talking. We're not listening to DJ because we're both trying to figure That's out fine. something. That's yeah. fine. I can, <laughs> yeah, we're racking our brains. I can, I can talk. So I'm into multitudes of things, whether it's a big Nintendo guy, Mega Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers, but up, but up, but I'm an 80s kid. Everything was sold to me through a TV with an action figure my whole life. My parents sucks. So I was raised by a TV. So I'm into everything. If they had, if they made action figures for silver spoons, I would have owned them all. It's just the way it was. <laughs> I know. And if we were doing this probably like a year, 18 months ago, mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. I'm a huge part. But the thing is with that is that Oh, since they did the 25th anniversary and the new movie came out, it's acceptable now to be a Power Rangers guy. Even back when I was a kid, I, you couldn't tell the other kids you were a Power Rangers. We person. take a vote on whether that's true or not. Well, yeah. for, so remember that, that, that <laughs> <laughs> that's where, like so for people in the, like my age range, like mid early 30s. You with the, all the stuff that's come out recently, you realize that there's zillions of us. They have their own oh, convention yeah. now, and the figures sell out everywhere. And so there's more of that. So I'm going to go way off the grid. It's the early 30s. You realize we were getting laid by then, so we weren't worth. Uh, yeah, I like Power Rangers. I, I like Power Rangers. <laughs> I wasn't bringing my power. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so I have a, a weird thing that I like. Um, I'm wicked into any kind of, whether it's a movie or a TV show that's mockumentary style. Okay. So I am a huge mega fan of both like Parks and Recreation and all the Christopher Guest movies. Okay. And yep. it drives my wife bonkers. If I'm cleaning the living room. Does she just not get them? She doesn't get it yeah, at all. Heather doesn't either. But like I could sit there and I could watch you know, Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman and Mighty Wind and the new one, Mascot. I could watch them on loop all day, every day. What was the last one you mentioned? Uh, Mascots, the new one on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Oh, is it? I haven't watched that one either. Oh, it's a, a mascot competition. That sounds So fun. it doesn't have you the, – the cool thing with the Christopher Guest movies is, like I said, they're mockumentary style. They're dry as a bone. Yep. They're so fucking weird. But also – he uses like all his buddies in all the movies. Yeah. Kind of like some other guy we know who makes a lot of movies with all yeah. his friends. He who so, shall not be named. He who should not be on named. This on this particular one. episode. But it's He'll always like Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, <laughs> yep, yep. Michael McKeon, uh, yep. Perry Shearer from The Simpsons. Like yep. all his, bu- and they all play the, the all these crazy, goofy characters. Um, it started with, so Christopher Guest started, he was a comedian and he was on the one season of Saturday Night Live that almost got NBC canceled <laughs> before Eddie Murphy showed up and saved <laughs> right. everyone's ass. Right. Um, and then he did Spinal Tap, which is probably the most well-known one. And that's that's 
I don't know if it was the first mockumentary, but but it's the one that changed everything for me because I, I remember seeing it. I don't remember when I saw it. It was probably on VHS, maybe in college. And I mean, the, the humor is hilarious. I played in a bunch of bands in college, so it's also, it's just damn good if you've ever played in a band. Um, but but yeah, that's that was a great starting point for you know, what's become a career of lots of things, but doing these has been great. Yeah. So that was like, that's kind of like the gold standard too for like mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. And then he had the best in show with the dog one, which is probably my favorite. That one's great. And there was a mighty wind, which was a movie about <laughs> a like PBS special <laughs> for a guy who died. who used to like produce folk singer albums in the seventies. Like what the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. But I've watched it probably 25, 30 times. Um, he did one called like four year consideration. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically shitting on how all these like little indie movies, like someone on the internet goes, they could win an Oscar. And all of a sudden it becomes this big thing and the movie ends up sucking and no one cares. It's just, so yeah, so that, and then that carried into, you know, I watched the office. I love parks and recreation. I've probably seen the entire, I'm watching the season through again. I'm probably on my 15th time through all nine seasons. So I, I have never watched it, even though. I know Ron Swanson. I know the characters and the production and, and, and all this different stuff. And I know I will love it. But in this era of binge watching and, and everything, plus not having a lot of time, I actually like value having, like, it's always this present waiting for me. I know that. There's one you haven't touched. It's that- one I haven't touched that I'm going to love and I don't have that many of those things just sitting out there waiting. The first season's a little slow because it's one of those just like um, six episodes, season one, like pilot yep. season. Yep. But once it gets going season two, it's a glorious fucking yeah. present. Like Ron Swanson's probably top three TV characters of oh, all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amy Poehler, Massachusetts mm-hmm. own Amy yep. Poehler is hilarious. <laughs> you know, Aziz Ansari's in it. Nice it's just, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Fat Chris Pratt is in it. Fat Chris. Before he got yeah. all Marvelized, I like yeah. Chris Pratt. Me too. Me he too. Was my the, favorite Chris. Just yeah. Just some of the Chris Pratt Pratt bloopers from that show. They're insane. Are hilarious. They're Haven't insane. seen the show, but I've seen. Yeah, those. and then you know they ended up roping like um, Rob Lowe into it, and yep. um, it's just it's great. But it just feeds in the whole thing where I'll put him on. Like I said I, all that stuff's on all the time, and she just doesn't get it. My daughter doesn't. No one else gets it. Like I hide it. I hide it because, like, you know, I'll be at my buddy's house. We'll be flipping through, like, you know, HBO Go. And he goes, it's a fucking movie about a dog show. And I'm like, oh, that looks stupid. You would watch that. And I'm like, I've seen that movie 155 times. <laughs> they did, like, you know, an animated series or, like, a, I'd, you know, if he had, like, a webisode thing, I'd be doing all that, too. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, like, you know, like I said, I could, I mean, I have all kinds of weird, goofy stuff I like. I like just, I like British TV shows and stuff, too. and. Yep. Like Faulty Towers, those kind of things? Uh, are You Being Served at the Mall? I used to watch that oh, when, I, when I was like okay. nine years old, I was watching on PBS, where it's like no nine-year-old should be watching Are You Being Served? It just makes no sense. The to only that. British TV we had growing up was like Benny Hill or something. Yeah, Benny there Hill. Was, yeah. No. yeah or from, I mean, my, my ringtone is still that yakety sax. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's another one called Little Britain. It's these two. Oh, oh yeah. it's yeah. amazing. Yep. I've seen those a hundred times. So I, I just, I like very dry, oddball humor. Mm-hmm. And it goes into other stuff too, but it's mainly focused on like on those Christmas. Like a Royal Tenenbaums, those kind of things. No, actually, I don't like. You don't like that. I don't like the, that stuff. Nope. All that Steve Zizu underwater. No, none of that stuff. Really? Nope. Rushmore. What's, uh, what's the director? Oh my name? god, I loved Rushmore. Uh, um, uh, Rushmore was a uh, Jason Paul Thomas Ryan. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, yeah. Is that? Yeah. No. Is it Magnolia fan? Yeah, he didn't direct the the. No. I'm, uh, I'm, Rushmore was Jason Reitman. No, I think so. He wrote that. I Did he write it? Yeah, We're really it. shitty fi- fans. Um, well, I don't like them. That's why. Well, this I don't... is his fan thing. I don't have. Yeah. Well, it's no, but this is something I don't like. This is not something I like that I don't know. I hate right. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So when Royal Tenenbaums came out, I was yeah. working. I was in college. So I was running the video store mm-hmm. because I felt the need to work at a, as a clerk in a video store for some weird reason. Some inspiration when I was younger. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Um, I remember Royal Tenenbaums came out. We got like 380 copies of it. Because we were considered like a, an art house store because we were down near um, this local college as like a big like artsy fartsy kind of apartment. And um, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes yeah, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. We suck. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I don't like him. I don't. Like, I can't get into it. TJ's previous statement does not represent the entirety of the Fan Men podcast body of opinion. No, no, of course, yeah. And if for some reason like Wes Anderson's barber or someone ever heals this, I apologize to Wes Anderson. I don't like his shit, but he'll never hear it. So it doesn't matter. You're allowed to not like it. That's yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, so I said I could have gone a zillion different cartoons or like I'm a big South Park guy. Not a lot of people really I mean, show that anymore uh, and that's kind of popular, but I want to go kind of really off the wall. It's more in the college. There. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, that, but that's still- High school, college. Yeah. It's still accepted. I said, man, I could have talked about Power Rangers or Thundercats for an hour, but I decided to kind of mix it up a little bit. See, this all falls in that like time period after we were young enough to have yeah. the toys and everything. We, yeah. We would go back to more like Star Wars. Maybe like mm-hmm. He-Man was the outer- yeah, even then, yeah. I don't think that was I, probably the end yeah. of it for. I remember, I think, I think I remember neighbor kids that I like babysat that were into He Man. Yeah, more than I, was I was huge into He Man. It was my brother. Yeah. yeah, I was probably on the yeah. very tail end of but that. But the, the reason I'm into all that stuff, I think, is because, like I said, I was raised by a television yep. to start. But also, um, you know, I'd get all the toys because most of these shows only lasted like a season. Yep. And then the next thing came along. So my grand, I go with my grandmother down to this store we used to have in Worcester called Spags. Mm-hmm. I remember, my yeah. God, I love Spags. And you'd come, you'd come up the. It was a weird, like old timey department store before Walmart's got big and everything like that. You go up the ramp. You go up the like, ramp through the lighting section. Exactly. You came down the ramp from the lighting you section. There was action figure busted aisle. into toys. Yep, and anything that was on like clearance would be in this giant bin. So I remember, like one year for my birth, my birthday. They were on sale for like a buck or something like that, He-Man guys. Mm-hmm. So my grandparents got me a, they bought a new washer or dryer. So I had like a washing machine box stuffed to the gills with He-Man guys. That's awesome. Which looked like, oh my God, but it was only cost them like 200 bucks. And I was like the oldest grandkid. So I kind of got spoiled, but Good. only for my grandparents. But so Good. yeah, so like I said, that's, I'm going with that one for, you know, we can relive this one other day and I'll go into some kind of <laughs> toy thing or some weird comic character or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to go. Christopher Guest movies and just horrible dry comedy. Nice. That's not Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> not Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. Apologies to Wes Anderson. Hmm. You, you go, Chris, because I'm- You know, I'm struggling to come up. Mine was more- The original one was more in the comic vein, not- Well, that's so not much. That's, yeah, that's okay. Uh, and the one thing that I know, definitely from the two of you, I tend to focus a little more on the comic art, like original comic art. Right be it the Alex Ross sketches, pages from, yep. or acquiring pieces from various artists. Um, and it really doesn't even have to be, I like the bigger artists. Of course, those tend to be more expensive and unattainable, mm-hmm. um, as we found out of Boston this year. Uh, even the Noni Mars were unattainable. Mm-hmm. It's getting pricier and pricier. Sean, you remember probably four or five years ago, whenever we went to our first terrific con. You could go and get sketch covers for 25 bucks, 40 bucks. So there's literally shelves in my office that you guys haven't seen that are just two and three deep of sketch covers from whatever random guy happened to be free. Hey, here's a blank. Throw me an incredible Hulk. Throw me a Batgirl, whatever the hell happened to pop into my head. So I'm just a big fan of original artwork. Doesn't not necessarily, I mean, I'd very much like to have a Jim Lee or one of those, Mm -hmm. but some of those, I mean, I'm fortunate enough. Heather was very nice to me on my 40th and got me three Alex Rosses. Yeah. I got to see those before you did. Sean, you were integral in actually picking them. And I still don't know exactly what, so backstory, Heather was working with Sean to try to figure out what to get me for my 40th. Um, she had found the Alex Ross site, showed Sean the pages that had all the originals and she was targeting like a certain price range. And she'd originally, I still don't know what it was, picked a different piece there was one that the two of them had found out. She was working with the guy to buy. Come to find out whatever that piece was sold before it chipped. Wires got crossed. He couldn't send that particular one. I don't, do you remember what it was? I, I don't because I think I was, I ran into Heather when she was working through what to do in the wake of that. And of course you didn't know. And I looked over things with her and I was like, you know, what she ultimately got you. I'm like, this is, you know, this is fantastic because it's not just great art. It captured, I mean, it's, it, it kind of captured like process my fandom. and yeah, fandom. And, was, yeah. So you need to cool. describe so, it so that, yeah. Um, so what she chose in lieu of whatever she picked originally was a Batman character study. So the shot of Batman from the left, from the right, looking down, looking up one whole page of that. Um, Alex Ross's art dealer felt so bad because of the screw up that he gave her the character studies of the entire Trinity. So when the package came, she opens it up. There's two autographed San Diego comic-con art books and the three original sketches. And that like, Superman. They're like, 
Wonder Woman. Are they like eight and a half by eleven or something? Yeah, eight by tens or something. Fairly like that. good size. That, but there's got to be a dozen. They're sketches raw, of each character. pencil, beautiful. They're on the wall. Character studies. Yeah. yeah, I saw them earlier. So today. it was one of those things. She was planning on spending something like thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks yeah. on one, and he gave her three that would have been fifteen hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, that's insane. See, and that and that counts because it's not. I mean, a lot of people collect comics. I'll be collecting, you know, but um, art prints. But no, a lot of people collect yeah. original artwork just because, like, you can't swing it, or it's, you're scared to get yeah. into it, or something. Yep. That's something we just talked about with um, the Chris Dominguez thing. Yeah, there's certain pieces that I always loved his Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So when the watercolor popped up, I grabbed the watercolor. I'll try to get Chrissy to do sketches for Harley, and that's something. Hopefully, she doesn't like it as much as I do, but <laughs> something that Harley's kind of taking to already as well. Yeah. So I got to ask the uh, is the Trinity framed yet? The Trinity oh, is framed. Is. They're all yeah. individually framed. Okay, I was going to ask you, do you want trips or if you want trip Nope, matted? individually no. framed. Individually framed. And Is it matted in kind of the, the Each superhero? Each matted in the color yeah. of the superhero. So there's a black, black and, and yellow mat. Uh, yeah. the and the, blue the red and yellow on Wonder Woman right. and then the blue and red on Superman. I think so, yeah. yeah. You, should, you, nice. you should check them out. Yeah, you'll yeah, check them out after. Out. Yeah, fantastic um, stuff. Altros is amazing. Like, um, I The... I noticed your your signed and numbered print of one of the Han Solo covers that I love, the Han and Chewie. You know. That came from the one year that I went to San Diego. Yeah. It was a Star Wars celebration print that he happened to have a handful of them left over and brought to yeah. the con in San Diego. I love that thing. I absolutely love that thing. You'll, as you walk around the house, you'll see more Alex Ross than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. His, your art collection is very impressive. The big, the big thing for me there is, I mean, I, I love that stuff. Certainly the expense of it is not something that makes it a good match for things I would normally spend money on, but also I just don't have, like, I have a ton of flat art prints, sign, you know, sketches that I don't, they're, you know, they're piled up on a shelf because I literally don't have a place to put them. And when we were at, uh, Terrificon, you know, of I think it was like four years ago. Um, there was a, so when the, in the run of the new 52, the 52nd issues had, I don't know if it was all the same artists from the number one doing a self homage of the number one covers from new 52. Some, yeah. Something like that. I, I don't know if it was self homage or not, but, but the wonder woman issue 52 was a David Finch cover of, you know, a redo of his, cover number one or whatever it's fantastic and the original cover art was there and i think it was only like 200 bucks but it's a giant what is that 13 by 17 or, or, or something like that yeah, whatever something the, like that i mean giant and you know 200 bucks it's a lot of money at the same time you know this is real physical ink of a cover that i actually really loved i got a bunch of copies of it and the original one and every one in between and and i only was flipping through it while walking around with chris and I generally have avoided looking at that stuff because it's both impossible to buy and store, but I came really close and the the guy who was selling it was, you know, loving it because it's just like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel when, when you have stuff that's just so awesome. No, I'm, I'm certainly one of those people that likes to surround myself with things that I like looking at. I mean, that's, that's why DJ and I are sitting here. Yeah. It's certain things you'll, I don't have enough wall space. And you still have more wall space than most people because of how you have things set up. That's yeah. how the basement happened because I needed more walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't have just places to hang stuff. I don't have nearly enough wall space. Or the thing too is like you know, as you know, because you have a getting stuff framed is a budgetary nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's you got to call. You got to pick your stuff carefully. You pick and choose, and you pick and choose when you're going to do it. And, yeah, and when you can get frames from Pottery Barn and do it that way. Yeah, AC more coupons. <laughs> exactly. Michael's, whatever you can. Yep. So certainly a long-term interest of mine is uh, kind of media production gadgetry. I had, uh, you know, in, in high school, my, uh, my favorite summer job was, you know, working show productions at a, an amusement park, um, playing with mixing boards and doing live sound and sound effects and all these different things. And, and, you know, I was doing video editing and audio editing, you know, when it was a lot harder than it is now. 
So I always buy a lot of gear. I still have a basically an entire recording studio worth of crap in my back garage that has been sitting there providing fodder for my wife to get mad at me for 20 years. Um, but, but that's not really fandom as much as it's hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but, well, but no, it's, it's, I do. Well, you know, so it, it actually has a modern form on my iPad right now. I have a whole lot of different music production apps. I spent 50 bucks a couple of weeks ago on a, on an app called Aria, A-U-R-I-A, which is basically a pretty powerful digital multi-track, you know, audio recording thing, right? It's, it's, I mean, I mean, GarageBand's pretty good, but, but, you know, this is something closer to the stuff that I spent tens of thousands of dollars putting together, you know, a recording studio to do. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, spend 50 bucks. It appears here. I was, you know, able to, to do a little acapella multi-track, you know, just displaying my, you know, showing my daughter kind of how this stuff works and just the, you know, having all these apps and stuff, I don't really do anything with them, but I still have this constant desire to, I mean, maybe it's a guy who collects a lot of cars that doesn't actually drive them. That's what it feels like. Yeah. That doesn't really count. That's not fandom. Well, I mean, that's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you're a fan of audio equipment and you, yeah. it's a, it's a hobby. I mean, yeah. people collect spe old speakers and old instruments and stuff. It's the same kind of. Well, boat. and it's very core. Just so you're a collector at heart. Yes. It doesn't matter yes. what it is. Yeah. Yep. And I think I'm not as in tune to yours. I get a pretty good feel for you that it doesn't matter as the interests swing, you're still a big collector as the interests go. One doesn't necessarily completely get put to the side. The sites may be put on something else and you're going to yeah. that. Avenue. There's some, there's some kind of, you know, a completionist pull or a, an aggregation pull. I you have one, you're like, you know what I like about this? Or you find something, this is cool. And then you see something else that relates to it. And you're like, oh, I love this. It is cooler if I have both of these things instead of just the one. And then, it, you know, oh, well, you know, I found this really cool cover. Well, it sucks to just have some, I mean, issue number three, Right. I mean, no, don't you, you want to have one and two? Entire run. Oh, this run went until 573. You know, I, I ended up, right. I like Wonder Woman. I like the George Perez Wonder Woman thing, you know, um, before the run up to the Wonder Woman movie, I started, you know, I started That's looking at some stuff and jumped into. picked up a few copies of, you know, the 1987 Wonder Woman volume two, number one that weren't, you know, those were. God bless friendly neighborhood comics, $5 in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have like they six, had piles of yeah, them because it wasn't it, it it was a relatively mass produced comic but not that much not the, like a lot of the Marvel crap and the art was yeah. good but like some of those old DC stories oh, I mean yeah. all, everything all the stuff that he was bland was cheesy. No, I was, was buying bland. it for Perez but, exactly. yeah but I bought I bought the number one and then while kind of looking through those those runs certainly Chris and I are a fan of uh, Adam Hughes covers Adam Hughes arts and you know. That was during a time where he did a lot of great Wonder Woman covers and, and Catwoman, Catwoman covers and stuff like that. And so I'm like, well, you know, he he was doing covers in like the issue 80 through issue, you know, 130 or something like that. So, well, I'll, you know, I'll pick those up because those are really cool. And then I went by uh, Rubber Chicken Comics, which is down in, uh, where's that? Bellingham? Bellingham. Bellingham, yeah. And uh, they had, you know, a. Uh, most of the the first you know several years of that run for Wonder Woman in great shape for pretty cheap. So I picked those up, and once you know once you start, if you actually catalog and collect things, now I have a full run of uh, Wonder Woman Volume Two. And then well, once I had that, I couldn't afford to go back through Volume One, but you know the volume after that was pretty easy to pick up. And then you know, and so now great, I've got a Wonder Woman run that's complete back to 1987, even though I'm not. You know, you're not the hugest. Wonder I'm not Woman the hugest Wonder Woman fan. Same thing happened with Flash. I started watching the Flash TV show. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I really <laughs> like this. And so, <laughs> well, I'll, the new 52 Flash. I'm not going to go beyond Flash. And so I didn't. But now I've got Flash back through, you know, 2011. Yes, I have a collector problem that's more about the collection action than anything else. So that's clearly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it tied into all your old audio stuff. And yeah. Yeah, and it's not something that everyone does, so it's kind of off the wall. So that that is something when I travel, and sometimes I make my wife go through it, but usually it's just me traveling. I do like to poke into um, 
thrift stores or antique stores, stuff like that. And specifically, even though I would almost never buy anything, I like looking at old audio equipment, looking at, you know, some of my favorite pictures I took while traveling were the back panels of 1970s receivers, you know, just a bunch of RCA plugs and, and, uh, you know, and some tubes and, you know, just, just because that level, I mean, everything is, yeah, I have, I have the best recording studio, you know, in my entire life, both on my phone and on my iPad sitting right here, but there's something antiseptic about it because the things when I wire a channel to an instrument or something, I'm doing it with, you know, pixels on the screen and my finger instead of, I mean, I, I, I wired and soldered a patch bay in my old studio. A patch bay is a bunch of things that look like quarter inch, you know, thick headphone jacks. And, you know, I had, uh, what, 192 holes there. And if you plugged something into them, it went one way. But if you pulled it out halfway, it went a different way. And if you pulled it out all the way and then it defaulted to it. I mean, the normal patch bay stuff, but something that nobody gives a shit about. But it's this physical way that you move things around every recording studio until all of a sudden it's all digital and that stuff starts to go away. But I mean, some people might say that the stuff you have sounds better than, I mean, the vinyl's coming back big. Some that, people like that old stuff. Those people are wrong, right? Well, just, <laughs> the, that, right. There's, there's you a, may there, appreciate the grittiness of yes, the old recording. Yes. There's character. The pops, the, there's character. There's, no. you know, and there's, there's lots of warmth and analog character and you can make fantastic, obviously fantastic recordings. But if you have good equipment and you have a great digital, you know, digital back end, you can still. There's no soul in digital. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's not about the tools. The soul is about the soul and the tools are about the tools. <laughs> but all right. So yeah. it's, it's not quite, you know. No, it's, it's in there. I mean, we still. I will say it's not as embarrassing as Power Ranger fanhood, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in another I'm episode. just giving you shit. Yeah. You know, in that time period where you're getting into that big time, a little younger than we are, mm -hmm. what's interesting is, what was it, 92, Batman the Animated Series came out? Mm -hmm. Yes. Which mm -hmm. reinforced, we would have had free time in college to be sitting there watching you, you these did. things. I, oh, I did. I didn't, yeah. Well, yeah. that's because you went to a real school. Yeah. But it's, I think I was being pulled more back into the comics at that time and away from the cartoons and the yeah. fact that they gave me a comic- of my favorite character, uh, cartoon of my favorite character. It kind of, yeah. pulled us I remember, that I remember around that time, I can't remember what was the dark Knight returns. When did the killing joke came out? Was it around that same time or later? Um, I think that might've been later. I think it was, it later. was later. Yeah. I remember. So at, you know, in our, in our student center, there was a Newberry comics and I was into CDs, not comics at that point. At the same time, the pull of the graphic novels. I think I bought Dark Knight Returns then. I didn't buy Watchmen. I never read Watchmen until, you know, many, many years later. But that was already into a trade by the time yeah, I Yeah, it was, it was a trade yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. I if I remember, that one went trade pretty f quickly, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Killing yeah. Joke was 88. It was before so, yeah. Batman. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah. It, once anime series came out, I think the, the you know, because it was, you had the Michael Keaton Batman 89. Yes. 89. Then you had Returns in 91. Yes. And the anime series yeah. came out and then 92 was the you know, Batman series. was big again. So we'll do, we'll do another episode on Batman one day. We'll do a whole <laughs> one on just Batman. So, so we're gonna do our top three for the day. So in uh, honor of the Captain Marvel trail, we're going top three female superhero characters, just good guys. Okay. I'm not sure I can name that many, but, uh, Okay. We're going to, we're going to exclude the, the big ones. No, not in this time. For this, for this right. one, we're going to go just All right, whatever. Then, then I'm so. good. All right. Okay. Shall we get number, right, three, number three? Number three. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, uh, so I'm going to say Michonne from The Walking Dead. It counts. Right. She's a, uh, you know, I'm Walking Dead fan. Been reading the comics since, since I probably didn't start until issue 100 or so, but, you know, started back at one once at that point. And, you know, Michonne's just a badass who walks around with two zombies with their arms and jaws cut off so they can't threaten her on chains while she wields a samurai. I mean, that's just... I mean, visually, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, there. There Michonne. we go. That's a good one. And in the TV series, she's pretty yeah, she bad. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, number three for me would be Black Canary. Ah. 
I was always a big Canary fan, um, stemming more from the Green Arrow. Yeah. Reading that whole Green Arrow Canary run. Mm -hmm. Definitely that, not some of the later or earlier incarnations. It was really that mid eighties to pre pre wedding nineties pre wedding exactly where they were kind of dating but they were more the team that that incarnation I just like that not so much the TV version either they've tried to bring her into the Arrowverse and the character works okay but it's I'm sorry and this will tie right into your Hughes I'm picturing the Hughes canary the fishnets the black one <laughs> cracking her knuckles with the right. next yep there you, you know, go that from that era. So yeah. that would be three. I was on the fence with three and Black Canary was like my three B um, because yes, yeah, same reason, you know, especially in not so much in the TV shows, but like in the animated stuff, she's good and unlimited mm-hmm. uh, in Young Justice. She's awesome because she's like the hand to hand combat trainer. And in like the new Injustice game, she's my best character. But I went, I went Wonder Woman. I copped out. I went easy. So, I, you know, I cut my teeth on all the live action stuff back in the day in Super Friends. So Wonder Woman's part of Super Friends. Yeah. Linda Carter was big for me. Mm-hmm. I raised my daughter, Linda Carter. So she's like, she's already ripped through the entire series twice, I think, on the DC app already. She loves it. She has all the DVD. She loves it. I love the movie. Her books weren't the best. So I didn't read a lot of the Wonder Woman books, but, you know, she's she's one of the, you know, like I said, she's one of the Holy Trinity. So I went, I, I went cheesy and went Wonder Woman. That works. Two. All right. Number two. Um, I'm going to go with, I keep going back and forth. Batwoman. Um, I don't have a lot of depth of history and knowledge of Batwoman. I, you know, uh, in my run of detective comics and collecting detective comics, she features a lot and a lot of best, the cover artwork through some interesting series of that. But I first read actual Batwoman issues in the new 52 run. And so I don't know much about the character in the past or whatever, but the fact that she's going to be making appearances in uh, Arrow in the Arrowverse, yeah, she is should be there in the cross. Is something I'm looking forward to, you know. Yeah, there's interesting stuff about you know she's lesbian and all that stuff. I don't, you know, I she's she's a cop, right? Isn't she? Uh, I think one iteration she was a cop. One she's ex ex military. military yeah. yeah, so I can't remember which which one is which, but both those things for me, right? I like the. I like the the hard edge to the character. I like some of the relationship. I forget who she was in a relationship with in the the new fifty two run. It wasn't uh, was the Montoya? Yeah, the detective yeah, Montoya. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so you know, she's definitely something that has been on my mind with the upcoming you know appearance in the show. Is that the coming season? It is this coming it season. It is. It'll be uh. It's not going to be right up. Yeah, yeah Christmas It's going to be, be right mid- around Christmas. Mid-season finale-ish. Or, uh, and I think their legends are not going to be part of the crossover. I don't think so. Bringing Batwoman in and the spinning her off into her own series. Yeah. I so, heard that. Yeah, so okay. you're ahead of the curb because, or curb, whatever the question yeah. is, because she's yeah. going to be, she's going to blow up as a character, so. It'd be interesting because for a character named Batwoman, they've cast a young person, right? I mean- uh, Well, she was never that old. If I, if I remember correctly, the New 52, she was- her dad was like a general yeah. who was like high promise in Gotham. So she was the, she's the same age as Dick Grayson. Oh, I Because when I, Bruce Wayne would throw function, she'd hang, she'd run around with Dick Grayson when he was younger. Okay. If I remember correctly, she's right around Dick's age. So I think it was like, older than Batgirl. But older that than Batgirl. could just be because yeah. of the name. So age-wise, Ruby Rose fits. Yeah, definitely fits. Okay. Yeah, All definitely right. fits. Looking forward to that. Cool. Shall we go for two? My number two, going a little off the grid, I'm going to go with Raven. Mm. Mm. I didn't even think of that one. That's and a good one. Really she kind of walks that line, mainly a hero with the Titans. Uh, yeah, and I think it's just, for a lot of the reasons you're talking about Batwoman, the depth of the character, mm-hmm. that internal conflict, daughter of the demon, that whole constantly fighting against herself. Um, and the girl's just a badass. Just visually, you get some of the best images coming out of that Titans run. And it probably harkens back to cutting my teeth on early Prez stuff. Yeah. I mean, grew up, it was either Batman and the outsiders or Titans. So you kind of worked your way through and I don't, this could be skewed a little bit and we'll talk about this in future episodes by that, the images that I'm seeing coming out of the Titans TV show. Hmm. And it seems like they are taking her. I've always loved the character and now it's Raven meets the exorcist. 
meets yeah. hereditary. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be insane. Yeah. So it just kind of reinforced and actually went back and reread some of those Titans runs after. Um, don't want to ruin anything for the next episode, so I'll cut it there. Yeah. <laughs> so my number two, actually, is a lot of the same reasons that Chris is so into Raven. I picked Rogue from X-Men. Oh, okay. Um, same thing, a lot of the inner turmoil, the whole, her powers are truly a curse. A lot of the mutant characters don't like their powers, but hers, I mean, she can't touch another human being. Um, plus, you know, when the 91 X-Men came back, the way Jim Lee drew her, she was awesome looking. She can fly, she can juggle cars, she could like, you know, take Juggernaut and pick him up and throw him, which was kind of cool, you know. And then when the cartoon started, the animated series started, the whole line with her and Gambit with the Roman stuff was really interesting and just a cool character. And then even when they changed her costume later on, she was cool. She's the, my favorite character in X-Men Evolution. So, I mean, I could do a whole top three list of just X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. With the female characters, I think Marvel actually has DC kind of rope because there's so many cool female X-Men, you know, Phoenix right. and Storm and all that yep. stuff. But if I'd pick my favorite, I'd probably go Rogue. All right. So, so we're down to number ones. Numero uno. Numero uno. So this one's weird for me because my history of the character in the comics is is literally zero. Uh, Jessica Jones. I don't watch Jessica Jones without Netflix's Daredevil being what it was, right? I'm a Daredevil fan, love love a certain writer's, you know, running Daredevil. Um, but but uh, that season, plus the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe success of storytelling made me go, okay, I'm going to watch this. I have no idea who this Jessica Jones thing is. Plus... Kristen Ritter, the actress, you know, in Breaking Bad was, was a favorite, you know, minor character there. And, uh, I think I'd seen her elsewhere as well, but, but I don't know Jack about the character in Alias and the comics and all stuff, but talk about tortured soul, you know, immense power, but a lot of complication. Mm-hmm. Plus she's a investigator. I love detective yeah. shit. So she's an asshole too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so. You know, she says everything that you'd want to say. Exactly. Yeah. No filter. Yeah. Exactly. And, and definitely part of part of my love for that character in recent years is also, you know, that first season had one a, a villain, you know, with Kilgrave, the purple dude. I mean, you know, that that season by itself, you know, stands very very high in a, an era of lots of awesome me- media. Was yeah, just I can just awesome. I mean, I. It comes down to that conflicted soul. Mm-hmm. Like, pardon the French, but the more fucked up the character, yeah. the more interesting it is story-wise. I mean- and I, to see her fighting- I am Jessica soul. Jones without the powers, right? There you go. yeah. I'm just a conflicted asshole. You have the scarf, right? You <laughs> look just as good in the skinny jeans. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean, it's she's an interesting one because a lot of people in her now, you see girls dressing up for comic conventions. Actually, your daughter was this last one, but- She was. It, the alias, I read the alias digitally, and mm-hmm. it's it's captivating. The earlier stuff with her is lame. Like her character sucked before the alias stuff. She had this okay. weird, like sparkly costume and stuff. But what but, was what was her first appearance? Oh, jeez, it goes back. It was she was called something else before Je- they called her just Jessica Jones. I can't her remember. First solo appearance was Alias One, wasn't it? That, uh, Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I thought. But. Yeah, they revamped her. But anyway, but yeah. Uh, so okay. I mean, but yeah, so like the alias stuff is awesome, and then you know she's another one, kind of Captain Marvel, where. They could pull her in the movies because she's got deep roots. Like her and Luke Cage have a kid in the books and her daughter becomes Captain America. Spoilers, dude. Happened years ago. <laughs> Again, if it happened more than yeah. a month ago. Yeah. So like there was one run in time when I think it was when Steve Rogers got old again and Falcon gave up the mantle and Bucky gave up the mantle. So Jessica Jones and Luke Cage's daughter became Captain America. God bless. Wait, wait. You know when wait, Captain America wait, they have a daughter? Again. Yeah. Oh. They have, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she can, she can thrash too. It was. Alias one. It was Alice one, yeah. I forget what they called her before Jessica Jones. She looked kind of like Dazzler. She did. Oh, really? It was like a white bodysuit yeah, with like, black trim and yeah, she was, could fly. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah was, it was weird. Yeah. She had so so my, my number one is Kristen Ritter, Netflix. Yeah, Jessica. yeah that's a cool one. P.I. Yeah, yeah that's yep. a cool one. Uh, so my number one, it's funny. I actually had Jessica Jones shortlisted and replaced with Raven. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Last second there. Um, but for a lot of the same reasons. Yep. That tortured soul. My number one, I'm actually going a little off script and it kind of ties back into some of the TV shows we've seen. It Supergirl. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love the character of Supergirl. It's everything I hate about Superman. 
mm-hmm. the holier than thou Boy Scout. Yeah, I don't find as annoying with her. It's like the coming of age, screwing up, learning her powers, trying to do. I mean, you have whole See, story. I had a crush her. on Helen Slater from Secret of My Success. Oh yeah, the horrible <laughs> Supergirl movie with yeah. the carousel at yeah. the end. I don't remember yeah. anything about that movie. I just know I at that point I had a crush on Helen Slater, and so and she it, came back boop. as Supergirl's mom. Yeah, she was the mom on the TV yep. show. Yeah. yeah, yep. Dean Kane. but no, it said it's again the coming of age kind of thing, yeah. where she has all of the good that Superman has, and no clue how to use it at the beginning, hmm. just kind of finding herself. So then just all powerful, all positive mm-hmm. person who can't get out of her own way sometimes. Good. That's a good one. So my number, that's like my number three. Number one's probably like a cop out, but I'm going Batgirl. It's not a cop out. It, it, not like Stephanie Brown, I think. It's Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, OG yeah. Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, like I talked about the Wonder Woman, my whole gateway to everything when I was a kid was Christopher Reeve and Adam West. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, I come home from school and I turn on Batman and when that freaking motorcycle went passing by, it's like featuring Yvonne Craig, I was like, fuck yes. yeah, Batgirl episode. <laughs> so, and you know, she's, she's kind of like Batman. I like the, I don't know why, like I like the characters that move faster for some reason. Like the, you know, so she was like Batman a little bit faster and, um, I always liked the costume. Um, I always liked when a Batgirl toy would come out, I have to go chase her down because the girl toys were the hardest to find. Um, later on, like in the Injustice game, she's my favorite character, but yeah, so I'm just going Batgirl. She's just, she's awesome. I was just double checking to make sure I'm right. So, so her first appearance in Detective Comics 359, which is, uh, what year was that? January, 1967 is... One of the few issues, you know, since the early 60s of Detective Comics that I don't have, it's a, you know, it's a thousand dollar book in, yeah. in most, you know, in most conditions, you know, over two grand if I actually hunted down. A, I've owned that book for 27 years. Oh, bastard. Graded raw. Raw. Just raw. Yeah. I mean, I, I just need a reader copy. I, um. I mean, I haven't tried to find one. Uh, it's the type of one that I would rather buy in person than eBay or whatever. Yeah, you want to hold that. It's going to be one you buy at a con. Yeah. That's one that- You go to Metropolis in New York or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you just have to be flipping through and all of a sudden you turn and it's there and like the clouds part and the light shines down and she's like, oh, my book. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the few comics I have that made it through my comic book collection destruction that we'll talk about one of these days. It's a sore subject, so I want to yeah. that, Okay, so that was uh, for Sean. It was Michonne- it was Batwoman and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. Correct. Chris, you went with, who's your number three again? I don't even remember. I, I, we, <laughs> we brought up so many. We're going to Chris's reverse. Chris's was Supergirl number one. Yeah. Raven, Raven number two. Your number, my number three was on your short list. Oh yeah. Um, Black Canary. Black Canary. Black Canary. That's, That's right. right. Sorry. <laughs> and what was yours? And I went Wonder Woman. Because I have no imagination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rogue from X-Men. Yeah. Um, or you could, you might be able to actually sub out Jubilee. They're like 2A, 2B. Yeah. You know, Jubilee does nothing. And uh, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, so thank you everyone for joining us this week for the uh, Fan Men podcast. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at FMen37. At Chris Davis underscore 37. At Vacaboca, V A C A B O C A. Or at Deidre if you want to get me directly. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs>